all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To your previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about something that is really pertinent for this month, it's end of the month, Halloween is coming up, All Saints Day, also day, whatever you like to call it. But we're talking about fear. Fear is an emotion that we all have experienced at one time or another. You know, that fight or flight, the pounding heartbeat, rapid breathing, perspiration, butterflies in the stomach. So why do some people love to create that feeling by watching scary movies, riding terrifying roller coasters, doing dangerous sports, and some avoid it at all costs? Are you one of those who loves a scary movie? You're one of those junkies? Do you love to do something that, that maybe puts you in a little bit of danger? If you are, um, there are reasons behind it. But if you're not, if you're one of those people who is a little bit scary, there are reasons behind that, too. And as we move through, I want to talk about it, and I want to hear from you about whether you're one of those scary movie junkies or thrill-seeking junkies or whether you're like safe place and feel like everything's always okay. So you can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING, that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So, good morning, Michelle. How are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's um, rainy, rainy right now wow. down on the coast. It's raining there, <laughs> and we have sunshine here for a change. It will change in a day, but it's sunshining and nice here today, and you have rain down on the coast. Well, be careful down there. Speaking of fears, some people are fearful of rain and water and thunderstorms. I actually can sleep through a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, some some people find them very comforting and soothing, so... It kind of depends, and as you are, you know, as you're thinking about uh, what people, some people are fearful for, and about, and what some people aren't, many times uh, um, it has to do, one, with the way you're wired, but also with your previous experiences. And then, think about it, also, also your surroundings. So perhaps you had a parent who loved a storm and would sit out on the porch and watch it blow over, whereas you might have had a parent or an older sibling who was terrified of storms, and so you were terrified. So, right, your experiences, where you came from and what you uh, were around makes you uh, have certain fears. 
that's what you're saying. It can, it can make you, yeah, it can make you who you, you really are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's fright by watching a horror movie or listening to a really fun, chilling story. Some of us used to do those around campfires. I did when I was um, younger and, and, and sometimes even now it can be a lot of fun. Maybe you're one of those people who loves a haunted house on Halloween or you thrive in feeling frightened. Um, maybe you're one of those people who loves Stephen King. Um, so when we move through this, I want to talk through why and um, Michelle, as I was talking to one of my daughters about doing this show, she and I talked about sort of the differences that may exist in some people. So, so let me give you an example of what she said. She loves the ad- adrenaline rush of going fast, loves roller coasters and seeks those out, likes skiing down a black hill, um, uh, a black slope. She, um, and I said, but she does not, she does not like scary movies. And so I said, so what's the difference? Because you, you seem so brave on all those scary rides and those kinds of things. Um, yet with a scary movie, you don't do those so well. And you know what she said, and I thought this made such sense, and I would like to hear from other people if they maybe are scary junkies in one way but not the other. She said, if it's a roller coaster, I do it, I get off, it's done, I had fun, and I found out I could do it. But a scary movie is something that I watch, and then when it's over, it stays with me, I think. I wonder, gosh, could that happen for real? Um, maybe there really is that horrible, evil person out there. And then I might be scared for days. I might not sleep comfortably at night for a while. And so, and then this was her other thing. And I thought, well, okay, maybe I'm not proud of her. But she did make this, and some of our listeners may understand this. She said a roller coaster is like drinking too much and then not having a hangover. And a scary movie is like drinking too much and then having a terrible hangover. Scared, terrified, um, and can't let it go. (laughs) And maybe some of that has to do with her her imaginary brain i don't know i'd love to hear from others what do you think about that michelle that's interesting i'm I'm sitting here laughing at um the daredevil who um goes down slopes that can actually be harmful to her <laughs> but won't watch really? uh, but won't watch a movie it is interesting <laughs> but we we talked earlier off um line and said fear is um different it's different for everyone everyone's perception of what uh, scares them and and what's what they're fearful of is different it's so different because everyone else is different no one else is the same we're all different people so my take on what i'm scared of i could be scared of public speaking or heights uh failure you know uh fearful of marriage or commitment all types of fears people have, and like you said, it stops them from doing or living. Your daughter, she goes on hikes and climbs mountains and things like that. That's amazing. But would I yeah. climb a mountain? Probably not, because I'm going to think about everything that could happen. <laughs> right. And um, right. 
I, I just wouldn't do it. And I, uh, I try. We talked about this earlier um, this year about things that we perceive in stopping us from doing certain things. I do feel that we need to um, get through the what ifs and just go for it. You know, like starting your own business. Are you scared to start your own business? Are you afraid to leave your job and um, become that entrepreneur? Um, are you, you know, fear is yeah. fear. It doesn't matter what type of fear it is, but uh, we have to get through those things. So, I mean, some things are real and some things are all in our heads. Huh? That's right. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are, listeners. So give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We actually have a so, caller. You know, we we do have oh, a caller. Okay. Her name is Susan from uh let's see, Madison. You wanna bring her on? Oh well, good. Susan, let's hear from you. What are your thoughts about the are you a scary movie junkie? Or are you one of those who likes to Step through life feeling safe. Horror movie junkie, um, horror books, everything. My friends just run away from me when a bad horror movie comes out. (laughs) 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 And because I love that scary feeling and I love the genre, but like a giant roller coaster or something, it's like that can take my life. (laughs) A scary movie entertained me. So I feel the opposite way, kind of. As your daughter, isn't that that interesting? And you know, I I guess I'm going to tell on her a little bit more. She told me not to use her name. She's an emergency room physician, so she does see when bad things happen to people who who take risks. So I do find that interesting. Um, But but I so I'm neither one of those. I am an individual who who um, can watch a scary movie if it's ridiculous, but if it's a real horror movie where there could have really been an evil individual like that, um, I have trouble with it. So you'll you'll watch any of that, Susan? Oh no, no, I like the I like the fake horror. You know the. <laughs> I don't like the real life horror. I, I will watch it, but no, I don't like that. I like the fun horror that I can just kind of go home and sleep with the light on. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't like slasher movies, but that is funny that I do. I love horror, but I like the old fashioned kind of horror. So, not, not, not real. <laughs> let me, yeah. Let me ask you a question about that, Susan, before we okay. go to break. So are you one of those individuals, when you when you watched a, a horror movie and you've gotten through it, do you feel exhilarated or do you just laugh and think it's funny? Or do you I, do you kind of feel that rush, do you think? Um, I kind of feel that rush while I'm watching it, you know, it's fun and, and I love it. But then I can, I, can, I can walk away and I just enjoyed it. It's just an enjoyable time and I don't really think that much about them again. <laughs> so I don't know if that explains. If that explains it or not, but it's just kind of an enjoyable time for me, you know. I love yeah. That. And I don't know yeah. why. I guess my brother did kind of raise me on, on horror movies, to be honest. Well, you know, most people who enjoy that feel exil- they might feel the some real fear that, you know, rapid heart rate and rapid breathing and really get scared during, you know, one of the scary scenes, uh-huh. but then at the end really do feel exhilarated, and that is the release of endorphins. It's that amygdala working for us again, mm-hmm. and um, 
letting us be excited. So we're we're releasing serotonin and those happy feeling hormones. Um, and so that's why a lot of people sort of get hooked on that kind of thing. And thrill seekers who do dangerous stuff are in the same position. But like you yeah. said, um, some some won't won't ever experience that because they they think way too much about the potential injury of skiing down a black slope or a black well, diamond. I was, a, I was uh, a little more of a thrill seeker until I had children, and then I it, that changed me. <laughs> You know, after I had children, I was, I mean, I liked roller coasters and stuff, but now I'm just chicken because I'm, <laughs> it changed when I had children. That's kind of interesting, I think. Well, maybe. Some of it is <laughs> maturation and being a model, and some of it may just be that you're, you're really thinking too much about it, and maybe Probably. it would be fun to go back to that roller coaster. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> okay. Well, Susan, thanks so much for calling. Um, I appreciate you starting us off. So, listeners, we're talking about Halloween, fear, thrill seekers, and maybe some phobias, too. Um, We'll get into that as we move along. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we have Cliff from Kosciuszko on the line. So hang with us, Cliff. I want to hear about your thoughts, too. Um, listeners, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. This is relatively speaking. We're talking about fears, phobias, Halloween. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Michelle McAdoo and today we're talking about fear. The psychology behind fear, why do some of us love to be scared to death? Why do some of us like to take risks and be thrill seekers and others not? And then We'll get into phobias. What about those? And there are 19 million people, 9% of our population have phobias. Um, why is that? Um, what makes some people have them and some not so much? So there's a, there's a bio-neurologic reason and there's an emotional reason. And at we we'll, we'll keep talking about that. And we'd love for you to join us. That's So, well, let's go on back to the fence. Cliff, are you there? Yes, ma'am. I'm driving down the interstate, so I could lose you at any minute. But I'm here. Okay, well, hands both on the wheel and talk to us about what you're thinking about. Yes, ma'am. I'm on on the head trip. My wife and I were talking about fears. Uh, we were talking about going through these haunted houses. I, I'm a retired firefighter, and we used to have a haunted house as a fundraiser. And I was always in it, and I was always one of the ones scaring people. 
And, uh, but I go through them and they don't scare me. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not scared of a lot of different things. So, like, I drive a race car. I guess the things I can, I'm in, in control of don't scare me. So, I'm in a uh-huh. race car. I'm going really fast, but I, I'm in control of the car, so it's not scary to me. But, uh, I hear you. The, the, the scary movies, when I'm watching them, I, I don't really get a, a fear out of them. I more or less like try to imagine myself in the situation and how I would handle what's happening to the to the victim. I think I'm getting most of what you're saying, Cliff. Um, you're you're a little fuzzy in um, what we're hearing, but but I want to first thank you for being a firefighter, um, and thank you so much for your service. And talk about probably a thrill-seeking slash dangerous job. That is certainly one of them. And you said you're a race car driver, which also. But I hear you. You feel like you're in control and so maybe are more responsible um, for your own safety, whereas in, and you don't like scary movies. Did I hear that correctly? They don't really scare me, um, but I'm just not a fan. You're kind of of a captive to wherever the the movie is wanting to take you, you know. Yeah. uh, yeah, well, that's I, I don't exactly mind them, right. They just don't really scare me. They don't scare you. Well, so you—it sounds like you're very based in reality, and and um, as long as you have control, and that makes sense um, about why some people can be race car drivers or race boats or um, be um, trick skateboarders or skiers and um, not be afraid of that uh, because that's your skill set and hopefully you know what you can um, do. Though there's always that in uh, danger of injury. So, um, so let me ask you this. When you drive a race car, do you have that exhilaration at the end when you, when you finish racing? I do. I do. The, my favorite thing about the race car is, is probably my favorite thing about fighting house fire is there's nothing. You, you're totally focused on what you're doing, and there's no distractions from the outside world. You know, you forget everything that's bothering you when you're doing. That is absolutely why some people. So much, and and I'm going to get into the science, Cliff. I thank you for calling in because this this helps me segue into a piece that I really want to talk about, and that is is the science of why some people truly are thrill seekers. Because if you think about the that um, sort of that fight or flight, you're you're really um, connected. So your heart rate. It goes up, your blood pressure goes up, you have laser-focused concentration in many cases. Some people do, and some don't. Some people panic. But some people who can control the fear factor end up with laser focus. And so it really does block out, like Cliff just said, um, anything else that's going on. 
because if you have a proper response to danger, then the proper response is that fight or flight to kick your emotions into intense concentration, to then be able to save yourself, to save others, whatever it takes. And so um, having that healthy fear kick in is a good thing. Um, you wouldn't want to be laissez-faire, right, about being in a dangerous situation. You wouldn't want to go, okay, not going to worry about this, because if you do, you might miss something around you that might be a save-yourself point. So um, uh, very, very good point, very biologic. So if you can um, corral that fear into um, proper control, then then you're in good shape. Now, if you're one of those individuals who has such um, extreme fear that you turn it into panic and you're unable to focus on how to save yourself, then um, that's a really dangerous piece where you can't help yourself get out of the danger. So um, the emotional response is really highly personalized. And, you know, fear um, can involve some of the same chemical reactions in our brains and give us um, some, some positive response, but, but it can push some of us over the edge. So we have to think about um, how we deal with that. And if we are one of those individuals who is going to have the biochemical reaction that is going to send us into a spin and a panic, then we need to be able to work on ways to control that. So anyway, that was a, that was a good call. Thank you so much, Cliff, for your call. And again, like I said, thank you for being a fighter and, and helping us all. Um, I know you've saved many lives in what you've done. All right. Well, we have, I know we have some open lines, so um, I want to hear from you. What are you afraid of? What scares you to death? Is there anything? Um, do you have a phobia? Is there something that you really cannot get beyond and you know it perhaps is a ridiculous thing to be so worried about? Or is there something, a phobia or a fear that is presenting, preventing you from ending up doing something you really want to do. Well, Dr. Buckstress, oh. what is your yeah. fear? And, you know, we've been talking about your daughter. <laughs> we talked about what she's scared of and what she's not. But you have not mentioned what you are afraid of. <laughs> and let's see what the good doctor is afraid of. Do you, would you like to tell everyone? <laughs> I'll tell you know, mine. Um, I'll tell mine if you tell yours. How about that? Uh, okay. <laughs> your kryptonite. Well, I, this is your kryptonite. My kryptonite. I'm not a huge fear of of the Stephen King terrifying news, movies. Honestly, I'm one of those um, like my daughter who will um, go home and think about, hmm, that could be real. That could happen, or perhaps. And I've thought, you know, the spiritual world is one of those things that I've thought a lot about. I'm a spiritual person, um, and I'm not so positive, and 
and okay, everybody, I know you know that I'm a scientist at heart and and my brain, but at the same time, I'm not so sure that there are not some spirits around us. Um, And I am not so sure that there are some individuals who lived on the earth who, who still perhaps visit. Now, am I terrified all the time? I live in my grandparents' home. Uh, we bought it, renovated it. Um, it was built in 1929. Um, I have heard people tell me that in my own home that they feel something and that they believe that they have perhaps seen something floating around. Am I terrified in my house? No, I'm not. I'm not. So you live in a haunted house. I just ding, ding, ding. I know. Wow. (laughs) You can open it up for tours during the um, Halloween season. Let's see if we can see something floating. That's interesting. You know, I do believe, I agree with you about um, entities and things, uh, beings that um, still exist on Earth. um, But... I'm not afraid of that. Like you said, I'm not afraid of entities. Some are good, some are bad. Um, I think if your spirit was good on earth, your entity is the same in the other realm. But fear for me, and everyone around here knows, I'm afraid of spiders. And actually, my phobia is uh, bees, wasps, bees, hornets, things like that. So basically anything that can hurt me, sting, spiders, but especially hornets. I actually ran into my parents' garage in my Camaro in college. Luckily, it was a double-side garage, (laughs) and I ran in the other side, and yes, it was a big black and yellow um, bumblebee, those big fat ones. He was in my car, and I heard him. Yes, I heard it before I saw it. And I jumped yeah. out the car. You panicked. Yes. Yeah. And the car was still running and it slowly ran into the garage. Not a good thing. No, it's not. So, do you know, I have seen so many children in my clinic over the years who have had a terrible uh, phobia of bugs and bees and the potential of getting stung. And, you know, some have been stung, and that increased their phobia, and some never were, but were terribly fearful to the point, and the way they ended up, you know, a lot of people are afraid of a spider or a bee or a bug, but to the point that they were unable to go outside because they were so fearful. And that's a paralyzing thing, and it can be the... Um, something that interferes with life um obviously interfering with your life running into a garage is not a good thing and so you know there are we can we can laugh about it a lot of people are afraid of spiders of snakes and do you know that upwards of 90 percent of individuals um have the fear of darkness at one time in their life mostly children but there are um also adults who have intense fear of the dark. Um, so I'd love to hear from our listeners to know who who of you still fears the dark? Are you struggling with children who are terrified of something like the dark? That's, that's an everyday occurrence. How have you dealt with that? I want to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672- 7464. We're talking about 
Halloween, fears, phobia, scary movies. This is Relatively Speaking. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about scary movies, thrill seeking, other things people do that cause that intense um, fight or flight reaction, that rapid heartbeat, that rapid breathing, sweating, just being terrified, that flight or fight phenomenon. Some people really love it. And um, certainly this time of year is a time when individuals really do um, start experiencing that, watching those scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? Is there something that you just absolutely love to be to watch and to be afraid of? Or did you have an experience when you were a younger child that was terrifying and you will not allow yourself to see a clown or to uh, be around any kind of a scary movie? Um, How do you deal with Halloween? Do you like it or do you love to hate it? I'd love to hear from you about that. And then we're also talking about the phobias. Um, is there something that you've had great difficulty with? And if so, have you learned to deal with it? Or do you have a loved one who is dealing with the fear of darkness or uh, the fear of public speaking or the fear of flying and you haven't been able to um, uh, get them to overcome that? Give us a call at one eight seven seven. MPP ring, that's 877-672-7464. We've got open lines, and I want to hear from you. Well, let's talk a little bit about that fear of darkness. Um, Michelle, did you ever fear the dark? Funny you mentioned that. I just told Java um, I am going on 46, and I still to this day, will not sleep with my closet door or my bathroom door open in my room. I don't like to uh, look into a dark void or vortex, as Java said. It's dark in there. I don't want to sleep in my bed and look into a dark room. It does something to me. Sometimes I'm thinking, I don't know what I see. My eyes will play tricks on me, or I don't know what's looking at me. I've maybe watched too many scary movies and things like that, but um, I will not. And I'm so serious about it. I could be um, asleep and forgot to close my bathroom door, or it could be cracked. I will get up and close it all the way and close my closet. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, again, I don't know what you can tell me medically what that is. Well, 
it's it's absolutely what a huge number of individuals um, feel, and that's nyphrophobia. It's just plain old fear of the dark. And so um, we can talk about ways to get get over that. Do you feel like that there was an 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 incident that caused you to develop that fear or have as long as you can remember you've just been fearful say that one more time i'm sorry we had a caller on the phone uh, I said, is it, it, uh, that's okay was it something that that it's always been with you or do you think there was an incident co- that caused you to be fearful um actually this has always been with me when i was younger i with closed doors in my room. I never um, liked to like look under the bed at night. For a while, I would keep the television on um, in my room. I wouldn't sleep in the complete darkness. But now I will have the television off. The room can be dark, but I don't want to have another room in the dark as I'm looking into it or as I'm asleep. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, it wasn't a particular scary movie or anything that happened, uh, tragic, you know, uh, instances that happened when I was young. It's just I don't like it. I really, really don't like it. I, I think one of my theories is that highly imaginative people um, tend to have even more difficulty sometimes because they're highly imaginative and they're thinking about um, what could happen in the dark. And we'll talk in a few minutes about the ways to be able to help yourself through that, to center yourself back to the center. But I believe we have uh, at least a caller. We have Francis from Gulf Shores. So let's go on back to the phone lines and hear from Francis. Well, I am uh, a fear that I think is, is very crippling is fear of failure. Oh, yep. That actually can turn into um, such a fear that it becomes a true phobia that interferes with your ability to step forward. So tell me what, give us an example of that, Francis. Well, uh, you, you, you know, uh, you don't want to enter any kind of competition because you're afraid, you, you know, you want to win. And you're afraid you won't yep. win, so it, it 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 cripples you and limits what you're willing to to step forward and to to step forward and try to do. Yeah, limit. And mm-hmm. you know, you're 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 absolutely right. There are a lot of people out there, and I bet many of our listeners have found that sometimes they haven't tried something just because they're afraid they may look silly yes. if they try mm-hmm. to play tennis, for example, or that, you know, where everybody else is having fun trying something new um, and you stand back and are an observer because you're afraid you won't do it as well as someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Have you have you tried to work on that? Have you tried to push yourself forward at all? Oh, yes. I Oh, yes. I mean, did that many, many, many years ago. It's, it's something I've overcome, but it, but I, you know, unfortunately, I realized that it was a crippling uh, fear. Yeah. Well, it, kept it me, can. It kept and, me and, from having having uh, experiences that turned out to be good. Yeah. 
Well, that's a great one. I'm glad you called with that, Francis, to bring it up because that that alone can interfere with, um, if you think about it, almost anything in your life. If you're so worried that you might not be successful, you may not enter into a relationship. You you oh. may not. Yeah. Right. Um, yes. I mean, all 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 aspects of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm so happy you called with that because if anybody out there is dealing with that, the best thing you can do is approach that in a way to overcome it so that you don't miss out on awesome things in life. And and I'll talk um, in our last few minutes of the show, I'll talk more about that, Francis. So thank you for setting the stage for me. Yeah. <laughs> for okay, 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 very good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, now we have Dennis from Ayuka. I want to stay on the phone and hear from Dennis before I talk to you about what you need to do to manage those fears. So, hey, Dennis, talk to us. Hi. Um Question 65, still have difficulty with the dark. Um, I fight against it on a regular basis. I could give in to it real fast. But the reason is because I had a knowledge of, I'm going to use the word evil, well before mm-hmm. I had any experiences with something profoundly good. Um, it It was many, many years after, um, experiencing some very fearful things that I'm going to use the word supernatural for no other good r- word to choose from. And uh, it's just hard to get past the fact that that happened to me. So I don't entertain mm-hmm. anything. I don't bring anything into my home. I don't bring anything into my life on purpose that could be inviting something that I know is real. So uh-huh. I don't have anything to do with spooky or scary anything on purpose. And uh-huh. I'm just throwing that out there. So, Dennis, I have a question. Did you experience this when you were a child that was um, terrifying to you? And did you have parents that you were able to talk to about this? Um, oh, I'd this like to know kind scary. of... I'm sorry for interrupting. This was scary enough. I didn't talk to anybody except to find out that nobody that had a chance to do this to me. Well, I didn't give them details. Did you try to scare me? Did you do, did you do anything at all? Because I just didn't want to talk mm-hmm. about it. And my last experience was when I was uh, 17. So... Mm-hmm. I know I, I, I know both evil and good are real, and mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't tempt anything entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you are you are not alone, um, Dennis. In that there there are many individuals who are adults, and whether they admit it or not, still are fearful of the dark. And if you think about it, and I think Michelle mentioned it earlier in the show, is that with darkness, you are, you, you are. You're just looking into sometimes what feels like 
a black hole. Um, and so you can't, you know, a lot of us fear what we can't see. And so to how do you combat that? How do you work through that? Sometimes can, can be uh, very difficult. Now, I don't think it's terrible that you avoid terrifying, scary movies or shows. Uh, does anybody have to do that? No. But if you feel like you're missing out on things with other individuals because you're isolating yourself from anything that might cause fear, you might want to try to work through that and go talk to someone about whether or not your fears are really founded or if there's some things that you are pulling on from your past that you really need to try to let go of so that you're not continuing to feel like you have limitations out there. Well, so, Dennis, thanks, Paul. I don't think you're the only person who has been in that situation by any means. I don't let it immobilize me. I've pushed my way through the dark on purpose because I don't want to give in to it. And if I got to be alone, I'm okay with that. But I, fortunately, I don't have I don't have to worry about saying, "Well, no to my kids. I can't watch that because that's who I am." So I, I don't let it get in my it's, way. I'm just telling you, it's 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 real. It's there. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for calling, Dennis. Um, I appreciate it. I know. You know. I, again, I think you're not the only one who has experienced those feelings. So. Um, we probably, I know we're going to break, and when we come back, we still have time for other callers. We're talking about fears, phobias, thrill seeking. Uh, why do you do it? Why do you avoid it? Want to hear from you um, at 1 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. MPB Think Radio Podcast. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. And we're talking about fears, phobias, um, thrill-seeking, what to do, how to deal with it. We had some great callers. What I want to do now is um, talk to you about something. Um, Michelle... Um, was just telling me about a classmate who would cry and um, shake and sweat when she had to speak in front of her class um, in college. So this is an older individual who has been apparently struggling this, with this forever. And, you know, how, again, we've had callers who talk about how they've had to face their fears and push forward and not miss out on things. And I think in the last few minutes, what I want to do is talk to you about what you can do um, if you have a fear um, and if you, if you live with that or if you have uh, uh, something that is interfering with your ability to step through life, what can you do to deal with that? 
Um, also, this will work with kids and adults. So, um, again, you know, I see mostly children, um, but I have dealt with so many adults who continue to allow their fears and phobias to, to paralyze them, and we just can't have that. And you'll, you'll miss out on a lot of fun sometimes. You know, there's some people who are so terrified, even of masks or Halloween, that they can't allow themselves to even enjoy uh, a tiny bit of it. So with that, if you're experiencing that overwhelming fear, anxiety, or phobia, um, you might, if it's really paralyzing, you might want to talk to a therapist. But. If you feel like you're ready to tackle this, let me give you sort of a step-by-step that you can do. Um, so the very first thing, and, and you know, if you, if you Google this, every single therapist says basically the same thing that you need to do. It's sort of in this order. Um, so the first thing you do is allow yourself to sit, sort of sit with your fear and let it settle for about two to three minutes at a time. Um, for example, we've been talking about the fear of darkness. So to have yourself get into a dark room, sit there, sit for two to three minutes at a time, maybe with your eyes closed, with that deep breathing that we've talked about that you do when you're trying to deal with anxiety. So you'll just deep breathe in, counting to three, and out, counting to three, sort of centering yourself. This works for any kind of anxiety, but it works well for fears and phobias. It may feel crummy at first. It may be difficult to do it. So don't make yourself sit there for 20 minutes in the dark. Two to three minutes at a time is all you need to do. Um, and then as you move along, um, it's, it's okay to then be able to sort of um, step away from it and then move back to it. And then the next thing you can do is sort of sit down and um, write down the things that are real positive in your life. So make yourself center on something very positive. And then remind yourself that your anxiety um, is not real, that the anxiety that you're fearing in this dark room that you're sitting in is a safe place when the light's on. So why does it turn into an unsafe place when the lights are off? So to practice that, to write down, remind yourself that that this fear um, is, not, is not a real fear, okay? And then the next thing you can do is to sort of gain wisdom. Um, why, why dark, perhaps, is scary to some people is a good way to deal with it. Um, so gaining the, the wisdom of, um, and then try to think yourself through. Um, so as if you were a person who has um, blindness and think about how they deal with that. 
You know, we could have, and I didn't, ask for a caller. I regret that I didn't. We need to do that someday. Is to, I know we have a lot of listeners who are visually impaired on MPB radio. So to think through how people who have um, significant blindness, how they, they deal with the fear of the unknown in their space so they gain knowledge, right? And then um, always, always, if you're feeling a lot of fear, whether it's fear of public speaking or um, fear of anything, um, exercising to raise those um, endorphins, um, a short, brisk walk, um, exercise in the house, whatever it takes to make you have a little elevation in your endorphins will often, the, your serotonin, your dopamine will often push away um, that negative feeling that you get when you're fearful. Humor is always good. So if you can, can somehow make yourself find humor and why this seems ridiculous. Why are you so fearful? Why are you worried about um, not performing well in something and so you won't ever try it? So it's really important to make yourself step through all that. All right. Well, I hope that was helpful. I want to thank all of our callers so very much for calling in and sharing your fears and your phobias um, with us. And I hope everybody has a really safe, safe Halloween and um, do do something fun. Enjoy yourself and then find the humor. Uh, today's show was engineered by Michelle McAdoo, our producer, our call screener is Java Chapman. Thanks, Java, again. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for our speaking, and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.